Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Turnarounds, because there's nothing better than an NFL Sunday. The only thing better is an NFL Monday, because we can chop it up and talk about it, and there's just so much to get into. And I just, I'm just so amazed watching Brock Purdy in this story. And I realize Brock Purdy did not have a stellar game, but you know what? There's only been three quarterbacks in my lifetime, going back to 1970, that have ever won two playoff games, two postseason games as a rookie. And this guy is one win away from being like, you know, Good Morning America and the Today Show and, you know, whatever, the national And I'm going media. to Disneyland? I'm going, you serious? Brock Purdy's one victory over the Eagles away from this story going from huge and local to this national monster story. And he's two wins away from the Disney movie, you know, right there with Invincible, right, uh, right there with The Rookie and Seabiscuit and Secretariat and all the, all those Disney movies. There's going to be a Brock Purdy Disney movie if he wins the next two games. No doubt. Mark's already uh, titled it Relevant. That's my partner, Mark Willard, back in tomorrow. It's like Larry Kruger in today. And uh, yeah, the Disney movie would be called Relevant. No guest today, Larry. You, the caller, you are our guest. Line them up. 888-957-9570. What'd you think of last night's game? It's a victory Monday. Niners beat Dallas, and they're off to the NFC championship game. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and wow, just an incredible ball game. 19-12, to Robbie Gold. We don't often start with a kicker, but let's start with the kicker. Perfect in his postseason and certainly perfect last night. Yeah, perfect ever in the postseason. Right, ever. Yeah, he's never missed in the postseason. And I, I talked to him last week, and he's just such an interesting guy, Dibs, man. He's just, you know, he's a veteran, He's but he's got a sense of the room. And we talked a little bit about the locker room, and his corner of the locker room has him and Greenlaw and Purdy all, like, kind of right there. And then there's Bosa and Kittle. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Robbie Gold is is as dependable. And it kind of reminds me a little bit, if you for old Niner fans, of Ray Wershing. In that Ray never would hit a 55 yarder, but man, he was money inside of 50. You know, if you could, 47 yarder was just absolute, you could bank on it. And you can do the same thing with Robbie Gold. So great game for Robbie Gold, but uh, great game for the 49er defense. I mean, look at Dallas has got some good weapons. Yeah. And they harassed Prescott into two interceptions and they shut down the run game. So I think great performance by the Niner linebackers, Fred Warner. Um, Nick Bosa was quiet in this game. They're doing a lot of leaning everything towards him. Um, but I, I once again, I mean, to me, no, there are people that are going to be critical of Brock Purdy, and and you know what? This to me, it's about the plays that he didn't make. He didn't make 
the turnover. He threw the ball. Some of the best throws he had in this game were games where he just said, you know what? We're throwing it away. We're going to the next down. That's right. Yeah, and he did just enough. He made the big enough throws, third down conversions to keep the chains moving. And it felt early on in that game, you and I were both up in the press box uh, near each other and making comments to each other and whatnot. And it felt early on in that game both ways that it was going to be a classic kind of a rock fight ball game. Dallas's defense, they took it to the Niners offense. And you got to give Dan Quinn credit. And I'm glad you mentioned that during the changeover because the big matchup of Kyle Shanahan's offense against Dan Quinn's defense, Dan Quinn had a good idea of what Kyle Shanahan wanted to do, especially in that first half. He he had the run blitzes called, and he completely took away the run game. And when it came time to pass, Niners were in third and long a lot, and they got to Brock Purdy. They pressured Brock Purdy. There weren't many times when Brock was able to sit back and pick and choose between two or three different routes and get to his secondary or get to his tertiary reads. He was under a lot of pressure early in that game. And you're right. He did make some great decisions just to throw the ball away. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about make a play, make a play, make a play, make a play. But it's so much in sports. It's about avoid the negative play. You know, if you say, what, why is Tom Brady so freaking great? He spent a career avoiding the negative play. He doesn't turn it over in the red zone. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. He doesn't fumble the ball a lot. He's aware of the rushers around him. So, you know, possession of the football is huge. You know, when I look at this thing, we Lo and I talked about this in the pregame as far as how would you compare the two quarterbacks? Well, Prescott's got experience, but Prescott had been turning the ball over a ton, Dibs. And sure enough, in this game, he threw the Niners a couple picks. And I asked Aziz about it afterwards. I said, how did you guys view Prescott? And he was just like, hey, if we we felt like if we played a good defensive game, that he would throw us one or two. And then it was just a matter of, would we catch it? And we talked about the turnover battle, the Niners needing to win the turnover battle. When they do that, they win the football game undefeated. Just the one fumble, Ray-Ray McClellan. Cloud, you and I talked about it, and I I mentioned my one real concern in terms of intangibles, Ray Ray McLeod, and you know, we should probably discuss the special teams angle a little bit because Ray Ray with the fumble and uh, the big kick return allowed where Robbie Gold actually made the tackle and uh, the defense had to step up and hold him to three points again. How concerned are you going forward about the special teams? Or was just the Ray Ray fumble his first of the year? I know he had six last year, yeah. so you don't want to you know hold his feet to the fire. But special teams, they did not show out very well except for Robbie Gold. I will say this about Ray Ray. As soon as he fumbled that one, man, the next time he touched the ball, he went 53 yards. Yeah. Um, so he atoned for it. But yeah, when he fumbled that ball... You know, the one the one really impressive thing about the 49er defense this year, when the Niners have turned it over, the defense has every time stood up. Um, and in this particular case, they stood up and played really well, kept Dallas to a field goal. I'll tell you the, the, the moments that I was so nervous in this game is how great is that Cowboy return man, Cavante Turpin? That guy was absolutely amazing. I was... Demetrius Flanagan Foles in the locker room afterwards said, man, there was one play where I tackled him and, and uh, you know, I, I felt like I might have been the last guy there. And it was like, he was the last guy there. Exactly. <laughs> Flanagan Fowles doesn't make that tackle. Turpin, you know, probably takes it to the house. But Cavante Turpin, and he was the all-pro return guy, so I should have known more about him. We should have talked more about him in the pregame. Uh, but, man, he just looked dibs like he was going to bust one. It reminded me of watching, like, Desmond 
Desmond Howard. Damn, yeah. Uh, with Green Bay back in the day. I mean, just an electric, dominant, uh, difference maker return man. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. What'd you think of the Niners' win over the Dallas Cowboys? How do you feel going forward Sunday? against Philadelphia NFC Championship game. Kyle Shanahan getting his flowers. He should be getting his flowers. The third postseason where he's won two games. Four teams remaining in the National Football League playoffs. And the Niners again are one of them. The defense, Larry, setting the tone yesterday. Niners offense off to a little bit of a slow start. They go three and out in the first possession. They get 44 yards on the second possession, but they have to punt from about midfield. And then the defense makes the first big play of the game, turning over Dak Prescott and turning that into three points. Yeah, I mean, the 49er defense has been the lead, uh, you know, taking the lead this year. There were actually people, and you know, going into this game that had more concerns about the Niner defense than the Niner offense, because the Niner offense since Purdy showed up, you know, scoring about 35 a game, but I, I thought, you know, the 49ers defense um, there were there were a couple plays in this game that I thought were really fantastic. One was the Hafanga blitz, and then Prescott got the ball out, but then Jimmy Ward just rallied up and made this incredible yeah. solo tackle. The timing of you know their blitz and what's going on behind the blitz shows that they're really well orchestrated. I thought Samson Ebukam had a phenomenal game. He had, he had the block. You know the uh, the block on the Maher thing was more on the about PAT. Maher yeah. on the PAT. That, that was, thing was way low. That was a, that was more about Maher. Yeah, if, absolutely. Ebukam does not block that. That that's a missed PAT. Might go below the crossbar. Right. That thing was so it was, low. It was shooting off to the left. Yeah. So that was going to be a miss. But you got to credit Ebukam for that. He also had a big sack. He had a couple pressures. Um, you know the Niners. You know Bosa gets the headlines, but it's the group of Menahue. And and uh, Armstead, Armstead. I mean, it, but I'm, I'm thinking of the defensive end group of you know Ebukam and uh, Amenahue and Jordan Willis, yeah. And like these non-Bosa defensive ends for the Niners are all playing at a real high level, and they have to because Nick Bosa now is getting so much attention that you you look at the stats and you look at the the tackles, the tackle for loss, the sacks, the, all the rest of it, forced fumbles, and he's not popping on the sheet. But when you actually watch the game, Nick Bosa is taking on two blockers on every single play and he's being held by the way constantly and they didn't call a lot of the holds where uh, Nick Bosa was getting wrestled to the ground but because he draws so much attention he frees up his teammates to be able to make plays and I thought the Niner defensive front was very impactful all game consistent from start to finish. Not a lot of big eye-popping plays, but they controlled Dallas's line of scrimmage. And I guess part of that was the fact that Tony Pollard went out with the with the broken leg in the first half. Yeah, I mean that I thought that was the biggest play of the game. I mean now Pollard only had like five or six touches at that point for like 30 yards. It wasn't like he was dominating the game. But if you watch Dallas this year, Pollard was their most dynamic weapon most of the year, and for him, for Jimmy Ward to to take him out, and I'm not saying that Jimmy did it; he was it wasn't dirty. No, it was just a, it was just a tackle. It was a tackle, but it was the kind of tackle that I wish they would outlaw in the NFL. It's like it's the tackle where you swing your body around and sweep the leg. And there's no room. Shout out Daniel, you right, know. kid. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we've seen that. We've seen that 
play happen, and it almost always results in an injury. Right. And I'm not saying Jimmy. for Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean, and that was a crusher for Dallas. I mean, to me, once I knew Pollard wasn't coming back in, I felt like, man, this is going to be a hard game for the 49ers to not win. You know, because it would Pollard's have to take kid. Dak to have a, a huge game because you knew that the run threat was largely taken away from Dallas because Ezekiel Elliott is not the same player. I mean, you no. guys were right in the changeover talking about what 27 years old, and it looks selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's like it's just about over right no i mean it's a shame he was used a ton with the buckeyes and now he's been used a ton with the cowboys and he's 27 and he's got a big heavy brace and he doesn't really have that second level explosion and even though he makes all the money Pollard really was the guy there this year, and that's not going to change in the future. So, um, And you yeah. got a feel for Pollard uh, heading into free agency and now dealing with a broken fibula and a high ankle sprain. You don't know you know, how much action he's going to get in free agency in the offseason. Yeah, that's a good point because you know running backs already, nobody wants to pay running backs in free agency anyway, and they definitely don't want to pay a guy coming off a major injury. So that probably does impact things. I thought it was also a really strong performance from Diamador Lenore. I mean, yeah, Lenore. Um, Lenore's been picked on, and you know, and I, I've, I have had a chance to talk to him about it, and he's really uh, a young guy, but a guy who, you know, he understands that he's like on the sp- under the spotlight. I mean, you got Charvarius on the other side; you're going to be attacked. He's kind of forced into a more prominent role because of the injury to Emmanuel Mosley and the the interception that he made yesterday. I mean, he ran the route. And then he saw that he saw the ball coming, and then he jumped the route, um, and almost like like he was the receiver on the play. I mean, that was that was a phenomenal play by Lenore. Yeah, a play that they needed absolutely in that spot. Uh, it was the first turnover that flipped the field. The Niners able to go on and get a field goal after that and get their first lead at three nothing. Dallas would answer with a long drive, their only long drive of the night that resulted in a touchdown, 74 yards. Dallas took its only lead. You mentioned Brett Maher missed the point after, and subsequent to that, the 49ers took over, took the lead, got the touchdown in the second half, 
and salted the game away. 888-957-9570. This is your show today. We want to hear from as many people as possible. What would you think of the game? Were you at the game? Where did you watch the game? What do you think? of the matchup with Philadelphia coming up Sunday at noon NFC Championship game. Let's start it off with Jonathan in San Francisco. Jonathan, what are you doing? Hey, man, just getting ready to head out and serve the public and listening to 95.7 the game. Um, man, I just want to say, man, that game was so intense, man. I mean, it's not a lot of scoring, but it's one of those games from the old school. Take you back in the you know defensive type of football and man, you just every play they were bringing it. It was like a heavyweight fight. I was going to say, you know, we need another performance from Brock, but man, I'm, I was thinking maybe uh, we're we're going to need to fight fire with fire because this Philly offense, man, they're going to score in bunches. And and Brock, Brock steady, man, you gotta you're going to have to Brock and roll, man, because we're going to have to score some points and a bunch of them to beat Philly. But uh, I, I can't wait, um, you know. Uh, Two two games down in the playoffs, two games to go. Let's go, Niners. I love it. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. And uh, folks on the YouTube, and you can always watch us on YouTube and Twitch, uh, YouTube 957, the game. Many people clamoring for a Jonathan song. He likes to sometimes end his calls with a little tune like, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. But uh, Jonathan ramping up for a day of mail delivery today. He's locked in right now. He's locked in. He's focused. He's got two down, two to go. Um, You know, 12 in a row. For the 49ers, How about that? I mean, 12 in a row. You know, I, somebody was asking me what I think of next week. We were talking about it last night after the game. And I, if you said who are the best teams in each conference, Dibs, I probably would say Kansas City and Philadelphia. Yeah. Because I think those, have, those are the best rosters. But you know what? I really think that the hot team that has talent beats the better team. And I, I think so. I'm going Cincinnati and the 49ers. I think I think that I think Cincinnati gets it done against Kansas City. I don't. I can't. I can't imagine that Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain after you know he's got. If there's somebody who's in pain right now, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. Right now, Patrick Mahomes must feel like hell. Right. The pain meds have all worn off. Whatever he shot up yesterday to get out there. Yeah. You know. I mean. You know. He's not. You know. Two days ago, I should say he's he's not feeling good right now. But is he going to play one week after a high ankle sprain? I mean, I know he's tough. I know he's a bad, you know, bad A. But I mean, come on, man. He, that's a six to eight week injury, and he's playing next week. So give me Burrow and the Bengals, who have won, I think, 10 in a row, and the Niners, who have won 12 in a row. Um, you know, to meet in the in the bowl. Third I, matchup I'll between the, the Niners and the Bengals in a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. That would be remarkable. And Bengals with another crack at it too. No one would have thought the Bengals would be a team to go to back to back Super Bowls. By the way, the spread, Kansas City is favored by one. And I think that's reflective of even if Patrick Mahomes plays, you would imagine that he's limited. I can't imagine Patrick Mahomes not playing in that game. He was able to come back after the high ankle and gut it out through the second half. I can't imagine that he's not going to get medicated. It'll be a medication sensation for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, John. He's going to be out there, I would imagine, in the AFC Championship. Here's the question. Can Kansas City do it with just Andy Reid and Chad Henney? If Mahomes is just couldn't go or was somehow limited next week, I mean, he should be limited, right? He had a pretty devastating-looking high ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, Reed is such an awesome play caller. And you saw that drive. He engineered a Chad Henney touchdown drive. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and that you got you still got Kelsey. You still got, you know, Chris Jones on defense. You still got all the speed on defense. Right. You got Harrison Butker. I mean, Pacheco's been a great Pacheco. running back. He's been a great find. How great's Pacheco? Seventh round pick, yep. and he runs 439 at 215 pounds. I mean, and, and Pacheco's Chad Henney, awesome. a veteran. This is not somebody who is, you know, just fresh off the boat, so to speak. This is somebody who's been around playoff football before. He's been a starter. He's got to be 12 years in the league. So you'd imagine that Andy Reid and Henny would give you a better chance than the average coach and the average backup in that spot. Yeah, so give me Cincinnati and the 49ers next week. But I, I will say this, the Niners are going to be uniquely challenged here. The Niner offensive no line doubt. is going to be under fire. I mean, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. If Philly didn't have any good defensive ends, that would be a tough line just because of those two guys. And the Niners struggled, I thought, with Dallas's interior. You know, Osa, the big kid from UCLA, Hankins made yeah. a number of plays. I thought the 49ers Niner interior three um, battled hard in this game, but I thought Dallas got the upper hand. Absolutely, and it was a tough test, and this is where, when you look at the way that the Niners could possibly beat Philadelphia, it would have to be the defense. Kyle Shanahan talked last night in the postgame about Fred Warner and his defense. I think we stopped the run, I think, which was huge. Allowed us to be pretty sound in our coverages. I, I know we gave up that big one when we were backed up, but I just think we made them work for everything. And when you take away the run game and you don't have to be too risky in, the, in your coverages, it makes it hard to get explosives. And our guys just kept doing it all game and were able to contain them and keep them out of the end zone except for that drive and play their ass off today. Did a great job of containing the explosives. He's absolutely right. The big pass to C.D. Lamb, one of the few plays over 20 yards, and also, as he mentioned, Keeping him out of the end zone. After the Ray Ray fumble, you held him to three. After the big kick return where Robbie Gold made the tackle at about midfield, you held him to three. Other than the one long touchdown drive, that's all Dallas got, Larry. Yeah. No, I mean, the Niner defense ruled the day. I mean, they absolutely did. Um, the one that stood out to me, and I was a little nervous, on the on the Dallas fourth drive, it was second quarter, and they get to fourth and four, and they're at the 35-yard line, and Prescott scrambles for the first. And I kind of thought, oh, uh-oh. You know, if Prescott's going to have a big day running the ball, I mean, this guy tore up his ankle just a couple years ago, but if he was going to have a big day running the ball, I'm like, man, that could be the difference maker. I mean, and I mentioned it to Lowe in the pregame. Like, he had been, Dak had been running more recently and more effectively recently, and he had a couple runs early, and I'm like, uh-oh, that's going to, that could be the sustaining element for the Cowboys offense, but then Jimmy Ward tipped that pass yes. that Prescott was trying to find Lamb. Jimmy Ward tips it, Fred Warner picks it in the red zone. That was a huge turnover by Dallas. The Niners did a great job of baiting him into that throw, too. You had Fred Warner playing uh, the trail technique, and Jimmy Ward saw the pass, came over early, got a hand in, and Fred Warner having pursued C.D. Lamb on that play there to get the pick. And that happened as they were starting to drive because the fourth and four, as you mentioned, was converted at the Niners' 35. The very next play... They get down to the 18-yard line. So Dallas in the red zone in a 6-6 game with a chance to go in and get something, knowing that you get the football to start the second half as well. 
That's a Kyle Shanahan nightmare. So you talk about the biggest plays of the game. I thought that was the biggest play of the game yeah. because the Niners were able to take that and turn it into their own three, mitigating Dallas's chance to score at the end of the half and to start the third. Yeah, I mean, think about that. It's 6-6. If Dallas goes scores a touchdown, it's 13-6 going into the locker room with Dallas having the ball coming out in the third quarter. Instead, they get the pick. Niners take over at the uh, what their own 28, and they moved it down the field. And, and I'll give cr- uh, Purdy credit as well. You know, he threw those two away at the end. They made sure they had a second on the on the clock. Gold comes on, 50-yard field goal, 9-6 Niners instead of 13-6 Dallas right. with, you know, going into the locker room. I made thought that sure was huge. he had a second left. I love that. You got to put that in air quotes. And I thought that they, they kept the time on the field in these games in terms of the official time, but maybe they do keep it upstairs because it did feel like that was a long couple of seconds on that throwaway. Well, when Purdy, Purdy looked left... And then came back and looked right. I'm like, oh my goodness, he's gonna. The clock's gonna burn out. I wasn't. I was just looking at him. I wasn't looking at the clock. Right. And so then I see him throw it away, and I, then I'm looking for the clock. I fe- and I see one second, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's fortunate. That's that gold, is yeah. fortunate. Well, that's why you fight so hard for home field advantage. Yeah, exactly. That, you know that way you get uh, the more generous uh, timekeeping. But Niners get the three there, and then they go on to never trail again. In the football game, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Line them up. Who wants to weigh in on the Niners' win over the Dallas Cowboys? How sweet was it? Where'd you watch the game? Because I saw a ton on social media. People in bars, at convention centers, at uh, country clubs. It felt like people were everywhere watching that game. Monster Monday brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. It's a victory Monday. The Niners beat the Cowboys. Larry Kruger is in for Mark Willard. And we'll talk about Brock Purdy's day on the other side. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 